Jeff Salzman here with Encore Delight. Hey, Encore, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. I mean, we start recording after I get to connect with you for like I 10 know. minutes. So, of course, I'm going to be fantastic when we record. <laughs> uh, well, bless your heart. <laughs> We're actually talking about the ironic and unironic aspects of that saying and um, how they're intertwined. And uh, we both like it. Yeah. And maybe it's worth recapping a little bit. What I, yeah. what I love about it is that even when people say it about someone they're annoyed by or they want to criticize, they're still saying, you know, on this literal level, there's things like talking about blessing and they're acknowledging that the person has a heart. Yeah. Which is always true, except maybe in Dick Cheney's case. <laughs> but you can say like, bless, bless their robot heart is. <laughs> yeah. Well, in his case, yeah. yeah. Bless somebody's heart who's beating in his chest yeah. for the last, you know, long time. He's yeah. had that heart transplant. Anyway. So today we're going to talk about uh, sort of the same topic, and that's boogeymen. Yeah. Right? We touched on it. And the idea of why are human beings always othering each other? And some headlines that we might have seen that illustrate some aspect of this yeah so uh you have anything yeah so yeah i do have a few and i'll just i just took some notes over the week so i'm just going to look at them right now here's one greek coast guard is under scrutiny for a response to migrant mass drowning hmm. and i'm just imagining the different sides in this you know of course in southern europe there's this whole like migration from North Africa and Sub-Saharan Africa is a big topic. A lot of illegal migration, a lot of people dying, trying to migrate. It's like, there's a lot of tragedy there. And so there's whole sectors of these populations that are like, the migrants are the boogeyman. Is that what? Boogie or bogey? Bogey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always said boogeyman, but you know, yeah. I think whatever. Yeah. And, and then on the other side, like the, the activist communities, like my father-in-law, who's just been a... Um, an activist his entire life. He was kicked out by the dictator of Tunisia when he was a adolescent and has been fighting for democracy in North Africa and for, I guess, more like humanism in Europe. You know, he's, he's definitely going to see the Greek Coast Guard as the bogeyman here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's one. And then I read a couple things about Ron DeSantis and some of the policies. There's just like bogeyman all over that. <laughs> Like mm -hmm. he sees a lot of people as the bogeyman and then a lot right. of people see him as the bogeyman. Yeah. And then Bernie, whose list I'm on, and I love Bernie, mm -hmm. uh, as I talked about because of his honesty and dedication and hair. Um, but he really sees like the, you know, the, every email, it's like the pharmaceutical people are evil. The banking people are evil. Billionaires are evil. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of bogeyman rhetoric mm -hmm. there. Yeah. So, so my, my question to you, and maybe it's also a question to our old friend, Joseph Campbell, is hmm. in this evolutionary process of expanding the self, expanding the notion of community from my family to my tribe, to, you know, this nation state of people that speak the same language to now people that don't even like look like us, um, people who agree with us or don't. It, there's always this othering, always this boogeyman so far in human history. And is it possible? Like, do we need that? Is there something fundamental about the way that we construct identity and meaning 
that we need that? Or is in this integral future, is it possible that we're going to have a sense of meaning and community without that? Like, is that a necessary abstraction for us yeah. or our cohesion? Yeah, such a good question. And, you know, there is theory around that. Okay. Integral does have some theoretical, uh, you know. Dude, hit me up with some theory, Jeff. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Well, um, apparently, uh, when God was creating the universe, <laughs> how's that? For, right. Start at the beginning of the theory. Here we go. <laughs> But we can observe, you know, without, with or without God, that evolution is based on conflict, uh, partly. Uh, it's based on uh, competition, uh, survival of the fittest. You get in the arena with another amoeba and see who wins, basically. And that is just the physics. That's the structure of evolution. And I, question the wisdom of that but nevertheless it seems to be built in and so i i talk about it as fighting and friending and so you know fighting is part of it also friending sex joining up you know making uh, first of all cells making organisms making you know the whole evolutionary process uh to humanity very much a part of all of that is loving each other, being in each other's hair, having sex, you know, making kids, uh, making cultures, making all. So both of those things are deeply, deep structures of the human psyche. And here's where the integral theory comes in, is that the first six stages of human evolution which is you know, it, sort of the indigenous and then the tribal, then the uh, traditional, modern, postmodern. Um, each of those is based on some idea that things are, went wrong for humanity, that we were in paradise, but we fell from paradise. We're being punished in some way uh, you know, to fall from God, Garden of Eden, even Gaia in the whole postmodern religion of environmentalism, which is not to say that it's a bad thing, but it's based on something that we did wrong. The idea is, is that we can move as we move into the integral system and we begin to see um, not just the world, we're not just world-centric, we're cosmos-centric in the sense that we're actually feeling and seeing evolution itself seeing the utility and, and the fruits of fighting, mm -hmm. normalizing it, not saying this shouldn't be happening. It's awful that it is. I can't stand it. You know, this is why, this is what we have to do to be redeemed. That's humanity so far. Uh, in the, the next stage, we move into a, a creativity operating system from a fear operating system or a love operating system where we're conscious of the whole game, you know, the evolutionary game, and we become friendly with. It. Mm. And that is, um, I think we can do that. I can even think we can do that day to day as integral practitioners and see these headlines and see, okay, there we go again. You know, we're in the arena. We're supposed to be in the arena. 
This is how the arena is showing up at this stage of human development. Thank God it's not the way it was 100 years ago or 200 years ago, where it was far more lethal, far more bloody, far more people dying at sea. You know, for people dying at sea, it's as bad as it ever was. But we can also note that that is a, you know, these these hot spots of basically, you know, earlier stage development where you're just literally trying to survive yeah. are still happening. People are doing wars just like they always did. But there's also 7 billion people who are living de decent lives. And that's worth noting. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you know, we're I... always taking that bigger picture and seeing that this, you know, we don't want to be in opposition to reality. We don't want to be looking at everybody who's fighting. <laughs> the headline I bring to the table is, where is it? Marjorie Taylor Greene calls Lauren Boebert a little bitch. Okay. <laughs> That's way better than mine. <laughs> that was in, on, the, on the floor of the House of Representatives. Really? You know? I guess. I mean, I just read it. I don't know. See, that's the other thing about the media versus. I'm not entirely sure that happened, but it might have happened. And at yeah. any rate, it that it's have. even a headline somewhere. Yeah. It's just, you can feel the hook. No, oh, yeah. Oh, she called her a little bitch. It's like, oh, there's a fight behind the school. Let's yeah. go. You yeah. know, everybody go. Yeah. That's okay. a deep wiring. Encore, yeah. And we can get hip to that. Actually see that we want to fight, but we can fight in a way that tickles, you know, rather than hurts. And that's the project of the next stage, I think. So I want to, I want to bring a lens of meditation mm -hmm. and my marriage to what you just said to make it mm -hmm. a little more concrete. So one of the ways I understood what you said is about the difference between being in something like a conflict or a drama and just witnessing it. Yeah. And so with meditation, I've experienced this both with pain in my own body where I'm like, oh, that's really painful, da 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 And then the, you get this like witness effect. And then you're like, oh, that body is experiencing sensation. How interesting. And I can, I can see it. I've had glimpses of that in my marriage where sometimes you're in the middle of a conflict and you're like, god damn, why are you being this way? And then you can kind of zoom out and be like, oh, what we're doing right now is actually healthy and constructive for the future of our relationship if we can do it well. Yes. And so the goal is to feel that way and to understand that perspective when we're having this social antagonism around gun yes. control or reproductive rights or whatever it is. Absolutely. And meditation is the calisthenics of that in the sense that meditation is basically just about, okay, notice that you're thinking and then notice that you're, you notice that you're thinking from a bigger space. You have an observer's that's watching the movie of your mind that's always doing its thing. And then sometimes you're identified with it and you're contracted around it and it's you and you're out there. And then you can, with meditation, you just get practice at, oh, okay, now I can see it from the bigger, bigger me, basically a bigger self. And that's part of why when we move into an integral space and, and the integral space is basically a more stable realization of that. Okay. And part, part of why it's less conflictual and less fear oriented is that we have literally 
become identified with the part of us that can't be hurt and can't die, mm. you know, of, with absolute reality, the reality within which time and space arises. And that's, um, that's good. You know, th that, that's like people who come back from near-death experiences. Uh, it's like they've been there. They've seen that. Uh, they're not afraid anymore. You know, that's a big theme of the story of NDEs. And um, so, yeah, that's this meditation is practice at that. Um, when we're contracted around some sort of opposition, to that really comes in handy. Sometimes I can do it, sometimes I can't. <laughs> but at least I can notice what I can't. Uh, and that's good. Mm -hmm. Better than just can't. Yeah. Any building of awareness along that path is just very, yeah. very, very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just to, to summarize, and I, I really appreciate this because my, this is often the case is that my desires are just too simplistic. And so like the way I'd want things to unfold is that we just, we grow the self and, this, and the notion of inclusion and community. So there's no bogeyman or boogeyman. <laughs> but what what really what you're saying what i'm learning from you right now is that it's not that the, the bogeyman goes away it's that we just stop taking it so seriously yeah that's right and we that's see that right. we see the role like oh what is when is it constructive like oh okay this is how is this bogeyman and how is my feeling towards it helping us go through the conflict and then you know maybe there's times where it's just okay, it's a little excessive and it's not. Right, right. And there's no real solid place to stand there, in, in a sense. Um, it, it's like um, every stage of development, the three big ones that are on stage uh, online right now, the God and country traditionalists, the secular, let's make the trains run on time, scientific, modernist, the woke, sensitive, um, postmodernists. All of those have a story about what we need to do is everybody just become like me. Yeah. See it you know, the way things I would see. work a lot better yeah. if you were just like exactly. Me. Yeah. And that's the goal of that's their goal. I was watching a video with Sam Harris, who I have enormous respect for, and I really enjoy listening to him. Uh, and He's a materialist. He's he's oh. in that sort of orange, you know. So he's fighting both the left and the right. And he has, his thing is, we need social systems that we can trust. You know, we have to get back to trusting our systems. Well, first of all, we never trusted our systems. Um, there were people who, you know, it, it, that's, it, it, that's not possible. What is possible is that we have an arena where left and right are in there, so are the scientists and secularists. There's, we've, we've, we've given up this idea that there's a really solid place to stand. And we flow with the evolution itself. And, that we, and we trust that that process of fighting and friending will take us to a better place because it always has. And that's the trend of humanity. Only this time we're integrating the, all the stuff we've left behind, like magic, myth, you know, the pre pre rational. Rational's in there too. We, you know, we got to have rational. We want sensitivity. We want them all. And 
that's um, that's possible when you have this bigger structure of consciousness that sees worldviews arising instead of is contracted around mm. and accommodates them and appreciates them and see how each of them has this, you know, this story that, you know, once we get everybody postmodern, modern, traditional, then we'll be fine. It's an exhausting story, but it's ever been often told. Yeah. 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 The image I have in my mind is some kind of um, wedding planner who's tasked with, there's like all these hundreds of people and they got to sit around these round tables and, and the wedding planner is not like, doesn't have control over gets who, who gets invited to the wedding, but the responsibility is like, oh, where would it be great for you to sit? Right. You know, like, what is your, what is your role in this party? Yes. You know, trusting that like everyone has a role at the party. Yes. 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 That's right. And, um, and, you know, just have an assumption that people are coming from good faith. Because they are. I mean, there's some bad faith actors and we need to identify them. Uh, and basically, from a developmental point of view, red. The, so that would be the stage earlier than traditionalism, the warrior stage, in a sense, is the bad faith actor in the sense that they're just they're, they're coming from a, uh, uh, in a like Trump would be a perfect example, just coming yeah. from an egocentric. Um, so he'll use any of the you know laws or whatever um to just um further his own ends which is uh red you know which is his you know so and, and what's the idea always those it, people. It, you, you got to keep them in mind too and also in a way befriend them but go on what were you going to say trump yeah so what's the idea with someone at red who's not a good faith actor in this system that we've created is it that they just don't get the system they're like not developmentally at the point where they understand no. that coherence and yeah like yeah what's the well they, it's funny you know we talk about lines of development so people can be um at a higher level in terms of intellectual they can be at, you know, in terms of interpersonal uh, spiritual there's there's several big lines of development that we can talk about but then there's this one <laughs> called the self-sense it's just where's your heart so we can have somebody like trump They've been to, you know, an Ivy League school. They've built a building off of Central Park, a skyscraper. I mean, this guy knows what he's doing. He works the laws, you know, so, so he understands that. Also in the middle of Manhattan, he could do all the parties and galas and he was anti-abortion. He was, you know, he could play even a green sort of progressive role when it suited him. But where he was coming from, was from the lesson that his father always taught him, or at least the one that he heard. And that is, you got to be a killer. Everybody's against you. And that's Red, basically. Red gets up in the morning and fights. They fight their enemies. They fight their friends. Uh, they stiff people when they can. That was Trump. They use the laws. They sue other people. They're perpetually a victim and a perpetrator. You know, in a way, that's how they see themselves. So it's just, that's that, that's a level. We can feel that level. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost being like a two-year-old. Yeah. Uh, you're just buffeted by the, you know, the, your, your own needs. And there's um, a term for it 
it's called psychopathic disorder or empathy disorder, you know, and that is a thing that people have often very public people have that because you couldn't survive without it in a way. You know, if you think of Trump and all of the uh, consternation he causes, you think he has great antenna for sensitivity? No. And uh, and in, fa in fact, that disorder, if you will, it's on a certain spectrum. Uh, they don't respond to criticism. And that's true of Red. They like it. They just like attention. Attention itself is the currency. Trump loves being on the front cover of all the magazines again. That's how he's gone from being in the rearview mirror to bestriding the political scene again. It's, but Red, they're, they're, so you got to watch Red. But they're, they're a small minority now. Uh, there used to be, you know, a lot more. In, uh, and, um, and everybody else is operating from basically good faith. Helpful instructive illuminating yeah. i mean every time i talk to you i just feel it's like the garden of compassion inside me is watered yeah that's right and you can have compassion and actually even respect for people elon musk has a streak of this he just has access to his red let's just put it that way and it's funny people who i mean every stage of development wants to repress the previous stage because they've had a belly full of it they got it yeah, you know? totally. So traditionalism wants to, you know, civilize people and have everybody sit in a row and start memorizing the scriptures and that sort of thing instead of getting out there and with a sword and, you know, fighting all the time. And um, and so that has become more and more repressed. Physical violence is at a vanishing point considering human history. Modernity, traditionalism starts to... to civilized in a way and then modernity more so post-modernity even more so even though they all have their sort of violent streaks uh but red that's that's where they live and so you know the, we don't have trump and elon and other people and i'm a fan of elon so i'm i don't say that in a you know i'm not condemning him uh but that you that they're not going to do it with physical violence, but they have a they have a, um, a, a a willingness to just say whatever the fuck they think, and that is and they, they and they'll like um, and maybe we're getting off subject here because you know this is turns into a sort of a Trump show, but you know Trump and, and Elon both are willing to hurt other people to to their ends that's a that's a bright line for a lot of other people you know that you really don't want to uh hurt other people and um and and red's willing to <laughs> so you got to keep an eye on them but otherwise they can be you know uh get a lot of stuff done because in some ways they're there's the spectrum they're on makes them you know gives them a little shark-like quality they can get they can go places. So boogeyman, opponents. Yeah, it's built in, man. We can be friendly to it as we watch it. Um, and from an integral perspective, bless their hearts. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. everybody, they're doing in some ways the best they can. They all have hearts. They all need blessings. It goes, gets back to our original inspiration here. Yeah, perfect. It's part yeah. of it. It's just part of it. It can be constructive if we, yeah. with yeah. our attitude. Yeah. And then we want to accentuate the friending part. Uh, one of the things that we can do at Integral that is not done in any previous stage is that we can befriend the other stages. Mm -hmm. In the first stages, they hate each other. At Integral, we don't hate any of them. Yeah. In fact, we we're welcome them home, you know, so that we can uh, start to integrate the best of humanity. And we have no idea what our grandchildren are going to be like, not to mention our great-grandchildren. Just amazing. It'll be amazing. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Antwoor. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, folks, for listening. This is Jeff Salzman signing off. See you at the next Daily Evolver.